point is you start thinking we sat in trouble. <laughs> Welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers, and with me is my co-host Declan Kitchener. Hello! How's it, how's it going? It's going fine. It's going good. All fine. Excellent. Uh, so This is not our second take of this. No, not at it's all. It's not even our third take. It's not like the first take went really badly. <laughs> we're doing it again. Uh, so, well, here on the Weekly Song Podcast, if you're new to the show, we each write a song in the space of a week, and we bring them to this podcast. We talk about how we wrote them. Uh, music in general, but uh, sort of the chords, the lyrics, and the uh, the, the themes. album artwork, uh, which record label we want it pressed at. Um, we don't want to scrap vinyl. another take. <laughs> 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 um, and uh, yeah, and just how we wrote the songs, um, with a little bit of digression here and there. With a lot of digression here and there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's our second episode back of this new season, and uh, I think Woot. it's your turn to go first this week. Oh dear. Right. I'm looking forward to this. No, you're not. This is week two's weekly song. It is called Another Cross in a Box.
<laughs> nice one. Really like that. Uh, for Ow. any uh, audio listeners, uh, Declan fell off his chair at the end of that. Was that a kind of a tough one to belt out? Yes, because uh, the top note is F, which, as we discussed last week, is the top of my range. Um, and I have to hold that F over a weird chord, which, when you're rising... Yeah, like, yeah. You, you really don't want to go there. You want to go to... You want to go to that, so you can resolve to F on that one, but the F is shared between them. It's hard to go to a note that isn't in the chord, isn't it? Like... Well, it mentally is, to sing. It is in the chord, it's just a weird fucking chord. Right, <laughs> so, right. Clean lyrics on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. It's um can I ask you one question? Yes. Did the riff come first, the intro riff? What the uh Yeah, because that's really good. Um, it's quite a, quite an original riff. Yes it did. Um basically uh I was sort of well, I, I will start this story at the beginning. I struggled this week to write a song uh, for just... I couldn't get a good idea. And as I was telling Roger before I started, I've actually written three songs this week. And all of them have been terrible. <laughs> Pretty impressive, though. Three songs in a week. But, yeah, I had a song that I was working on from... Uh, from Wednesday until Friday and I just couldn't get on with it it's I had a nice idea to start it off with and I thought okay I'll try not to do the standard verse chorus verse chorus thing mm. and it just ended up being long-winded and not really resolving to anything okay like much as much as we might moan a standard verse, chorus, verse, chorus uh, kind of structure in a song, it does help keep things centred nice and easily. Yeah, it provides a structure and a backbone, for sure. So I threw that one out, and I, f- I remembered saying last week, oh, I'd quite like to start with the vocals, uh, with the words again, at some point. So I thought, mm. I also remember you saying, oh, it's my last week's song sounded almost like it could be a musical, and we ended up chatting about... Uh, I want songs a little bit, or Disney I want songs anyway. Yeah. So I thought, okay, why don't I try and write the words to a villain song? Uh huh. So I wrote those on Saturday and uh, tried to write some music for it on Sunday. And it, it it had its charms, but it also needed a lot of work. Like mm. what I'd written didn't really amount to anything. It the journey progressed too quickly, and it was difficult to try and find the right chords for everything. And it would it would have needed days' work as opposed to you know a few hours. Sure. So on Sunday, came home from work. This is about seven o'clock in the evening. I think. Right, I've got to get something written. Right. I don't want to fail. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, literally just hammering away at a guitar for an hour, uh, find, trying every weird note combination. Yeah. I just, like, one of those things where you just go... Oh, wow, so you, you just started with that four-note run. Yeah, just trying oh, to work cool. out where it resolved to, which was F minor, which I just tend to leave out the minor bit for reasons. Um, yeah, and then just 
wrote the rest of it in an hour. Like literally, I started at seven o'clock and I finished at twenty past eight. Wow. So like uh, for for anyone who's fairly new to the show, that's with like two and a bit hours to go before the challenge is up. Yeah. So you wrote it on the seventh day. From nothing to that. And like I said, I don't think it's my, you know, it's hardly my best song ever, but it's something and it's something to discuss. It's solid. And I, I tell you what, with um with the fact that you said that you had ideas earlier in the week that you felt weren't up to scratch or you felt needed honing and you didn't have the time to do that. The fact that you had that bar or that standard that you wanted to reach, I feel like this song really shows that. The fact that you came up with this song that's like really solid, really concise and well-structured, um, it shows that the work paid off. Thank you. Um, it's, it, it's kind of just a load of my cheap tricks. Uh... Not the band, but like a load of my cheat tricks like condensed into one song. Mm -hmm. But there is one thing I do quite like about it, which is it's kind of centred around this chord. Yeah. Uh, which, for those of you who can't see what I'm doing, one day someone will laugh at that joke. Um, it's basically, if you're playing a C-sharp chord uh, with 4 on the A, 6 on the D, and 6 on the B, what you just do is you take the 6 on the D down to a 5. So what you have in effect is a C-sharp major with a diminished 5th. Mm. And I use this in last week's song as well, the shape, rather than the C-sharp specifically, but it's in the... Ah, okay. I used it in the passing chord. Right. So I thought, oh, that's nice. And then when I came up with that... Those are two notes that are in that so it's just kind of okay I've got this riff it's centered around this chord I can just like alternate between two chords for a verse then ah, okay. and then the, um, the vocal fits around it running behind always struggling to catch up so it's sort of around the same idea um, so already from that four note cluster you had just from randomly do 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 you got four notes from that that provided you with some context for a whole verse you must have felt pretty good at that point you're like okay I've got something I've got like a start yeah it's kind of one of the things where you think okay I can get by mm. like you know I'll have something to show sure even if it's just a verse do you ever think that like do you think uh, if I turn up with just like a minute of music it's something I haven't failed you well, know? I, think, I think my shortest one so far has been Redmond Barry which is like I think it's 1 minute 50. Uh, right. That had quite a lot to talk about. As something yeah. I was actually thinking about with um, my second idea. It's like, okay, this is too short and it doesn't progress well enough. I was just thinking, the shortness isn't an issue because we both brought really short songs, but it's just, mm. it wouldn't have felt right. Anyway, back to this one. The... is the... pre-chorus bit right i always like sticking in pre-choruses because it gives the illusion that more is actually happening than actually is <laughs> um but that's just alternating alternating between c and uh c sharp uh diminished fifth which is the chord that declan described earlier yeah that's cool it's got a good sound to it um and it's just coming out of a melody that works between the two of them uh -huh. And a wee bit of a challenge. Does that work under other chords? Because that first note was a C. Uh -huh. 
So change that to A flat. And then I had to cheat it a little bit because it goes to just a standard C sharp major there. So instead of hitting the second note, it's meant to hold like the passing note, if that makes sense, uh -huh. instead of like being the same phrase. Okay. But as I mentioned to Roger earlier, I only had time to practice this once since I've written it. So that, that probably didn't happen. Right, right. Not, in, did. not in the performance. But that's what it's meant to be. Okay. And then just resolving to that F. Uh, yep. And then onto the chorus, which I think is my favourite set of chords in the song. Yes, I love the chorus chords, yeah. But it's the biggest pain in the ass to sing. <laughs> um, so it goes to B flat. Uh, with the melody on the, on the D. So it's B flat, then B diminished. Uh, C minor. So the note you're singing has gone up to E flat. Then that chord, the C sharp one, the note goes up to mm -hmm. an F, which is a pain in the ass. And just up to a D minor. Which I love that progression, but it's just, I wish someone else could sing it. anyone listening at home um i just want to say how how smart i think this is what declan's doing here he's using his bass note the very bottom of the chords is going up in semitones which as we've spoken about a lot before we like our semitonal movement i didn't even realize did you not <laughs> no. I, well that's even better than if you did it like um uh, not meaning to um, and then the melody is moving in such an unusual way on top because these aren't regular semitonal movement chords um it's very smart and it sounds great and unique so thank you kudos the only trouble i got that pain i thought right okay i can do a big like transition back to the verse and i just thought actually no i can't i can't really progress from there that's quite a nice high so you have to like lower it back into the verse which is why you have the major fourth minor fourth thing yeah one of our favorite overused tricks but it's just quite nice to hear it Totally. And what, what, I, what I liked about the chorus as well is, from a listener's perspective, not knowing how the song works and what components are in it chordally, you know, tonally, um, when you go up to the D minor in the song, I felt like the song had modulated. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but to my ear, it's like, oh, he's modulated. How is he going to get back down to the verse? And with your major four to minor four thing, I think you kind of... It's probably not even that theoretically. You're probably in key, I mean, but it feels weird to me. I mean, I think D minor is outside where it would normally sit because it's technically an F minor. Right, yeah. So, uh, and D minor's got an A in it, so that's not allowed. Sure, sure, you're minorizing the D of the scale. How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> um, I never thought I'd have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of like just a cheap, like device that we know works right so again writing this in an hour you gotta kind of pull out some of the stops some of the regular tricks right yeah and then the only other bit is um uh the bridge which i just wrote because i felt it needed one more section mm -hmm. however i'm pretty sure that i've used this bridge in one of my songs before and i can't remember which Go one on, play it. i'll see if i can identify uh, it. i didn't recognize anything 
um, this is not helpful, but I I don't remember hearing it from you, but I've heard a bridge that sounds just like that in an Elliot Smith song. And I don't know which one it is. If I can remember by the time we edit, I'll try and put it in, but... Reminiscent of something, but it's really cool nonetheless. It's kind of... I think that's the weakest part of the song. So it's, uh, particularly seeing the vocal melody is pretty much just going... Basically, just following the um, root notes of the chords, with the exception of the G, where it goes up to the major third. Um, but yeah, that's just there because it needs to be there. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's commendable that you had that little time to write, and you're like, I'm going to throw in a bridge as well, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's basically all the musical component parts to it. Literally just thrown together so that I'd have something to talk about. I, I think it's really cool. I, I do. So. What about the lyrics? Um, well... <laughs> I always say every single week that I'm not going to write another set of lyrics about feeling like, you know, trapped in cycles and things like that and feeling like you're not going anywhere. However, when you have only... When you've only got such a short time to write, you tend to just fall back on your defaults, which is why you have things like that chorus that goes up like that, the bridge that's kind of ripped off of one of my other songs and things like that. So it's it's nothing special in terms of what it's about. It's literally more or less the same thing, because I know I can write about that and I can get something that sounds reasonably good. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't say this is my finest work by a country mile, but it kind of makes sense. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've only heard it the once, so... What is the narrative or or meaning to you? Uh, there's really a narrative or meaning. It's pretty much just what a lot of my other songs are about, which is just, you know, oh, feeling like not doing as well as I could. Better do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's about as deep as it goes. Um, are there any interesting sort of like metaphors which you used in this song to illustrate that which you haven't in the past? No. the only sort of thing that you can tell i'm writing this in a hurry because i would have just deleted the line otherwise is there's one bit where it goes who's the winner in the race me or half of time and space what that means is who's going to win in the end me or time the answer is always time right but i couldn't work out a way to get time in there that fitted logically so you Uh, needed the space yeah line so it's, it's not like half of the known existence of everything. It's actually just half of those words. You know, space oh. can be ignored to time. It's, it's stupid. And if I had more time... That's the if thing. It, if I had more time, I would sort that out. But it got to be done quickly. That's I think what, it's it... also why it's another cross in the box. It's like, phew, managed to get another one done. Right, right, right. I mean, again, hearing it through when you performed it just now... I think it's a solid set of lyrics. There's no parts where you go, ooh, that was written in a rush. Nothing like that occurred to me at all. It's solid. It's a good song. Thank you. Really like it. That's such a weight off my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and you wrote a song in a week, which is kind of like the... You we know, do that every big... week, Roger. We do, but... What if we did? Technically, I wrote three. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, get, you get triple the pay that you normally get for this. Oh, dear. What's three times zero again? Um, <laughs> 20 squillion oh no I can't afford that anyway um, no I really like it it's cool 
Very cool. And um, I think you've probably got like one of the best riffs that I've heard you write in a long time as well. That do no 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 no. It's just very unusual and very uh, quite original as well. I think. It, I, I would like to play that of a band just to sort of take that into a rehearsal space and go, okay, here's the riff. <laughs> just all this dissonant stuff and just like, what the fuck is he on? <laughs> Whenever you play... Where can I get some? <laughs> Whenever you play a new song that has that, like a more upbeat sort of a style, I always imagine it. Like half of my mind is thinking, what would the band be doing around you? And that's one I can really picture like sort of uh, the, the dynamic peaks and drops and like the the accents the drum will be doing around the you know like around the riff it's kind of I almost imagine it almost like a Foo Fighters-y kind of thing particularly in the chorus like I imagine that being like I can just imagine Dave Grohl singing that but actually doing it well right um, and the feel not ne- not the chords or the words or anything like that but the feel is of the bridge is meant to be kind of uh, cheer up, boys! Your makeup is running, kind of thing. Any particular part of that song? The bridge. Oh, the the bridge of yeah. Cheer Up, Boys. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Maybe you got your reasons. It's definitely very... Um... I didn't nick the chords or anything, because no, 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 I don't no, no. know what the chords are, and I didn't nick the words, obviously, and it's sung in a slightly different rhythm, but it's just trying to be that sort of area. Yeah, so it would have that energy were it recorded with a band, yeah. I just presume. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. You can't beat a Foot Fighters-style song. No. <laughs> you can't. This sounds really sarcastic. We both love the Foot Fighters. <laughs> we, we do, actually. Um... Uh, is there anything else you could think to say about your song? No. Oh. Okay, all right, cool. Well, I really like it. It's cool. Uh, thank you. Your song, your song, your song, your oh, song. I'm going to try and play a song. Okay, right, I'm going to pick up my guitar and I'll be right back. I'm and back. we're back. <laughs> <laughs> is it worthy of a dugger? <laughs> okay, right. Um, this is my song which I wrote this week. And it's called Something That I'd Like. And it goes like this. Sorry, I just imagine like I just imagine like someone like a Simpsons joke, like Homer writing a song, and he hasn't thought of the title. This is called something that I I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I just made up the title just now. Not really. Like positive things to be considered. <laughs> Sorry. All right, here we go. It goes like this. up in the morning light never have to wake too soon never have to wait for coffee when you've got an automated brewing machine so rest my darling wait my darling you know you'd say the same to me I'm only trying to paint a scene of summer 
Got a good thing coming, you know that I've got another sweepstake. A good thing coming, you know that I've got another sweepstake. Maybe this could be our break. Maybe this could be our break. Well, I can smell another love. We could have our friends to stay. You could choose your favorite numbers and win the jackpot every day. So guess, my darling, wait, my darling, you know that it is yours to keep. I'm only trying to paint a scene of summer. We've got a good thing coming, you know that I've got another sweepstake. Sweepstake. Maybe this could be our break. Maybe this could be our break. La da 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 I really, really like that. That's pretty damn cool, that is. Thank you. I love that, um, just hearing that, you can sort of hear, like, sections in it that are going to be, like, band sections. You can hear, like, the drummer doing staccato things like this. Mm -hmm. Also, you know how to make a guy feel inadequate? When I come through, <laughs> just, like, these chords, like, shit, I couldn't get this together in a week, and you just go, like... <laughs> that kind of thing. So, oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I mean, mine's a, a lot more simple than yours. So, uh, you take more advantage of the shapes presented to you in that one, I think. Yeah, I, I, I felt like although it's quite a straightforward song, I wanted it to be kind of like. Uh, it was quite influenced by songs by sort of Elliot Smith and Paul McCartney's more acoustic stuff. Um, I'll tell you one song that really influenced it not the chords or anything like that, but just sort of the general overall feel of it was um, Goodbye, the home demo of Goodbye on the Abbey Road box set, which you lent me um, last week when we did the podcast. I've been listening to that a lot. So that influenced ah. just the general type of song I wanted to write. Please don't wake me up too late Tomorrow comes And I will not be late You said about making the most and taking advantage of the chord shapes available to me. Um, and I wanted it to be like, Elliot Smith does this really well, where you have a vocal melody which is mirrored in the guitar melody. Which, which means is something you've done before in songs like Reverie and things like that. Yes, exactly. Um, and I think it's a cool tool uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, it makes it so the guitar piece is an interesting guitar piece as opposed to just me... <laughs> Strumming some chords, and also, it uh, it helps me sing it. It helps me sing it if I'm going. 
then it has a melody there for me to sing along to, and it creates a really solid shape throughout the song. As a uh, side point, this is often what I tend to do. As we've discussed before, I'm not as good a singer as Roger, and I tend to use a few weird chords, so what I tend to have to do is a similar thing, but like separated out. Like um, I was demonstrating it this week with my song, I had to get the... Uh, to be able to like all those shapes just so that I know where the notes are I can practice with that practice that over the chords right. and then get that together whereas you've actually incorporated that into the composition right yes yeah exactly it, it, it certainly helps it certainly helps me have like I feel like the more solidly the more solid the melody is and the more cemented it is in my head, the better performance I can give and the better the song is in general. So it has a through line of melody the entire time, which helps. Um, now, another song that really influenced it was a song by Harry Nilsson called The Lottery Song. Um, I'll probably put a little clip in here. You could do the laundry, I'll come by on Monday. You give me the money, I will buy a ticket Is that from uh, Sanna Schmilson? Uh, yes, it is, yeah. <gasps> I know things. Yeah. And, um... <coughs> you okay? Yes. <coughs> um, so, that song is... was kind of like a lyrical influencer for this one. Um, this song, my song, is called Something That I'd Like. And it's just that. It's me imagining something that I'd like. It's your I want song. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We've come full circle. I want song. Anyway, uh, so... Um, I want song. In the, uh, in the Lottery Song by Harry Nilsson, it's just this lovely positive song about... He's just going, you, you could uh, go out and buy a lottery ticket, we'll scratch it off and we'll win. And Is that why you've got lines in there like... Um, uh, we could relax, you could pick the winning numbers every day and lines like that in there. Yeah, exactly. It's just this very, very... Hold on, you haven't got a lyric sheet. Have you actually memorised them this week? I have. You... <laughs> well, it's a fairly short song and I, I've been playing it a lot. Um, but yeah, in, in the lottery song, he's, he's talking about just all these great things that could happen. You know, um, we could make a record, sell a lot of copies, just like all these great... And I was like, what a lovely thing to write a song about. So rather than me writing about where I currently am, I wanted to write about where I'd like to be. I want adventure in the great white somewhere. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so I thought that would be a kind of a cool topic for a song. And I just kind of like, I was driving back from uh, band practice last week. Um, and I just turned on my voice recorder on my phone. I was just like thinking about, oh, okay, well, what if I was in this house with someone in my future and, you know, they were cooking and <laughs> Declan was taking my body language. Um, yeah, they were cooking, and like we did the lottery, and we won money, and you know a lot of the, a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, having our friends over to stay, and just kind of like being positive in the lyrics. So that's kind of like the lyrical side of it. Now, um, it's one of those things where I sat down with a guitar, and immediately I kind of had a guitar shape, which I knew would be, imply the melody. So I had. I was like, okay, well, that sounds like the beginning of a verse. Just to double check, what's that second chord you're... It's B with an A in the bass. 
Ah, okay, I thought you were including the um, sixth string on that, so... Yeah, yeah so uh, a B with A in the bass, down to a, down to an A, which is kind of like really... It creates an atmosphere rather than going... Uh, it's kind of a lot more serene. That's kind of a very Carol King thing to do, is to keep the bass the same, but move the chord up and down. That's cool, yeah. Um, whatever you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of a nice thing. And then uh, the rest of it just kind of flowed out. I was like, okay, well, what do I want to, what, what do I want to write about? And I had, I had like a mental list and also a list on my phone already of what I wanted to write about. Um, and I was just kind of thinking of like what you would say to somebody you were with in this scenario. So, you know, rest, my darling, wait, my darling. You know you'd say the same to me. I'm only trying to paint a scene of summer. And then there was a difficulty here because I want to go up to, um, we got a good thing on it, like that part. Um, um, but then it's like getting back down to the verse because the verse is at a slightly different tempo. So, um, maybe this could be our break. Maybe this could be our break. You're at this tempo now, you know. And then for the, for the verse, you want to get back to... Um, I can smell another love. So that was the only part where I was like, if I had more time, like you were saying, I would really tighten that up. I kind of like the fact that it speeds up slightly so that it, from an outside perspective, like the first verse is kind of like a bit like getting into the swing of it and then by the time you get to the... Once you've had that nice moment, it's just nice to keep the momentum through the second verse, I feel. Yeah, I, I could see what you mean. Um, but I definitely like the idea of the melody for the second verse being as slow. Like, you know, I can smell another love. Because it has, it's kind of calmed down again. Like, it's almost like, I only just kind of thought this, but the verses are, are much more like serene, like, fantasizing. Like, ah, oh, you know, just like thinking about what could be. And the chorus is like, yeah, yeah, really like, kind of like, we're going to win the lottery, baby. <laughs> like, it's a lot more sort of like, yeah, like a, a fanfare for, for your own success sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I mean, that was the kind of, that bit there. Now, this is another point I was thinking, like, sometimes you write a song, and although you've only got seven days to write it, you're like, I think I might do something more with this later on. Because it's like, the structure's there, and I've got my, my two sections, but it, I could do maybe a third section, or maybe it could be a short song, maybe I could even shorten it, or elongate it, or whatever. Um, so it's one that I probably will use for something in the future, but like, maybe add another section, or modulate, or something like that, you know, just to kind of uh, add more to it, you know. One thing I do quite like about the music of that one is when you go into that... Um for lack of a better term, the chorus section there. I like the fact that in the first verse you sort of end up going... You, you're ascending from the E. Uh -huh. The second time you've entered up on the B. Yeah, that, that, that's you, kind of on the... You flat to transfer down. That's right, yeah, the... My darling, wait, my darling. Yeah, um, I just thought, you know, just a bit of variation. But then you bring bring the other method back, like the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like when you're working with like 
quite basic chords. Um, there, there is a temptation to try and complicate things in a good way. So like, instead of kind of like finishing on the E. Play song. Sorry, who said that? Oh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do. I mean, it, instead of kind of like finishing on the E and then just kind of good thing on it, it's like it's more interesting to kind of go to kind of like climb up to the next section rather than just bam into it. You know. I really do like this one. I think this is like if you end up doing a fully produced version of this, this could be really kind of nicely textured. Thanks. Yeah, that's what, kind of what I'm thinking. It's also kind of, I like the fact that it's so simple. It's using simple components, but it's creating something quite nice and memorable, at least to me. Thanks. I mean, that's that's what I love about um, Paul McCartney's songs. Is yeah. they're pretty simple. Like a lot of his more acoustic songs, they're pretty simple. But what he does with them is like really, as you said, to use your word, memorable. It's like. The song "Goodbye" is is very memorable. It's, it kind of has a really strong melody, but there's not a lot going on. It's just kind of him talking about something quite specific, and uh, just using fairly basic chords. You know? This is kind of something I've been thinking about a lot more recently. Like uh, with, like I had Electric Warrior, the T Rex album, on the other day, and just um, "Life's a Gas" came on it, and it's just there's like three chords in that song, like. <laughs> I could have loved you, girl, like a planet. I could have loved you, do, 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 do. But it really doesn't matter at all. No, it really doesn't matter at all. Life's a gas. Mm. Like, it's just A, a minor, G, and D. But that's all you need to create something memorable. Same yeah. way that, like, you know, some Beatles songs, like, uh, Eight Days a Week, have got, like, three chords in most of the verses but it's still really memorable Bob Dylan another good example like Mama put these guns in the ground I can't shoot them anymore like, it, it's basically three, yeah. song, three chords throughout the entire song but it's one of like the all time classics totally I mean I have a tendency to lean on diminish this and making this a minor that and all like tricks preaching to the choir i mean we both do and it's like it's nice to know those tricks but i tend to like overutilize them and one thing that kind of really drove that home for me was listening to the abbey road uh set that you you lent me and sort of working out just by ear as i was playing along sort of things like golden slumbers on piano and all that sort of thing and i was like the, I always kind of like imagine them as like really complicated, like well composed songs. And that's like, they're fantastic, but they're not like using a diminished chord between every single bloody change. They're just playing pretty basic chords, you know? Mm. Um, and uh, and it, it works. Um, if you've got a good song with a good performance on that, it's, um, you know, it works. So. Um, okay, so we're back after a little bit of technical trouble. You might have heard the, the mic uh, popping. We had some kind of technical problem with you one of the mics. You might have heard the underminer burrowing under Roger's house. Fortunately, we asked him to move and it's sorted. And uh, now we're back with uh, crystal clear sound. Uh, so, uh, what were we talking about before? We uh, had that. Simple songwriting. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. I think, uh, I think you and I will both happily admit that we often... Uh, rely quite heavily on like if we're going if we're playing a song in 
and E, I'm gonna go for gonna go from A to B. Quite often, I mean I speak for myself here, but I'll go just to kind of like Yeah, just, just to add something smart, it. you know. And sometimes just playing A and B as opposed to putting that diminished in the middle is more effective. You're using Sometimes you, you just know. need A. Yeah, sometimes you, <laughs> just only A. Sometimes you don't need a chord at all. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yes, simple songwriting is sometimes good. It is always good. Um, that said, you do kind of need some of these tricks to sort of flavour songwriting every now and then. Yes, exactly. It's not like an either or thing. There's a scale. Yeah, totally. It's like I always think of these things like using spice. In, in cooking in cooking a, a, a dish, like you wouldn't put all of it in because otherwise it'll be, you know, overpowering. But at the same time, you don't want it to just be kind of like mashed potato with no butter, no spice, no salt, no nothing. You know, mm. if that analogy even works. You can sort of find this wherever you look. Again, going back to the Foo Fighters, times like these. That opening chord is really quite weird. Um, but then you find the rest of the song, it's just basically the cowboy chords. Just that spice, and then the 7 4 timing in these sort of. Mm. To sort of keep you off guard a little bit. Definitely. I think, especially like. As a listener, when you listen to that and you hear the opening, like because that's fairly unusual and it's got a certain characteristic to it, which informs the flavor of the song. When mm. you get to those cowboy chords, you're like, you're not trying to figure them out by ear. You're just listening to what is a good song, what already has an original spice to it. Yeah, it would be a different song altogether if he just kind of strummed really basic open chords. But you can sort of hear that in the acoustic versions that he's done. I think it's on the Foo Fighters Greatest Hits as a Times Like These acoustic one. And it's still a great song, but it is just lacking something for having that at the beginning or mm. having the band try and figure out that timing. Like I'm not even going to try the G. <laughs> yeah. But it's a funny thing. It's like kind of like striking that balance for and it's a different balance for every single song that you write but like with some songs you do need that spice in there somewhere with diminished chords or or non-diatonic chords or what have you but it's like where do you put them and how often do you use them because there's certainly been times my song last week was a great example of where i overused every trick i had just to kind of like try and write something to talk about well it, you talk about that my song this week, like it's filled up more with tricks than it is actual like decent ideas in places. Do you think so? I thought your song this week was very was kind of song centric. It's very over reliant on that chord there, trying to find different permutations of that, right? And then trying to be a clever clog, so like, trying to find alternate uh, ways out of things, which is odd seeing as only had the hour to do it, but or like that. Um, that chorus, it's nice. I think it's overwritten a little bit in terms of the chord sequence. But that's a, that's a problem we come up with quite often. It's like, I'm sure you're the same when you're writing. When I'm writing my songs and I'm going, uh, you know, this week I'm going... Uh, 
in my head I'm kind of going, okay, got a good melody. And I'm also like, I can tell Declan about how I put a B over A. You know, it's like a talking point. Um, so, but then I suppose, yeah, to, to kind of talk about the influence of it a little bit more, like, that's something that, um, that I got from listening to Abbey Road with fresh ears again, especially like sort of the sessions and stuff. It's just how simple some of the writing is, but how effective. Mm. Um, yeah, it's definitely something I sort of like to, to hone more. It's just sort of more simple songwriting. Doing, it's kind of the opposite of your pea green boat maxim. Yes, <laughs> less is more in terms of acoustic writing sometimes. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I could think to say about that one. Uh, well, I really like that one. Thank you. I think you're onto a winner there. Thank you. I'm looking forward to sort of seeing what I can do with recording it. It'll be fun to see what I can do. Um, speaking of recording songs, <gasps> as we was just now with our mouths and brains. Um, Not with our eyes. No. Um, we have a song from a listener. And uh, we're going to take a little break to get configured all that. And then we're going to be back. We're going to listen to uh, a song that somebody sent in. Okay, so uh, we have an email here from a listener, um, and he sent in a song for us to listen to. Um, it's a guy called Aaron J. Milner. Um, thank you, Aaron, for sending this in. Thank I'm you very much. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the email now, and then we're going to take a listen to uh, his song um, and have a chat about it. Um, so, um, Aaron writes, uh, Hey there, my name is Aaron J. Milner. I live in Charleston, West Virginia, USA. I found your show after a search of songwriting podcasts on the Podcast Addict app. I'm obsessed with music. And I also listened to Switched On Pop, Dissected, The Art of Process, uh, just to name a few. I'm going backwards through your older shows. At this point, I'm near the start of your previous set of seven songs. God, I wonder what he's going to think when he gets to the early ones where you don't know what we're doing. I know, those are not good episodes. <laughs> this email is a response to your asking for emails from listeners to tell you about us, the listeners. I'd also like to share a song of my first EP um, released this past Mother's Day. This is one... I wrote um, in a week. Oh, that's cool. Oh, oh awesome. You wrote in a week. That's great. The song is called Foolish. I'll include a link um, to my whole album so that you can hear and download and play any of it that you'd like to include in the show. Now, I'd like to tell you the story behind the song and the chords I use in it. Um, so take a listen to the song and uh, hear some information about it below. I was home for the weekend in Beckley, about an hour south of Charleston. A girl that I like messaged me Saturday night saying that we should do something when I come back. I got heading back to Charleston on Sunday and messaged her when I got home. She replied that she was actually on a date. It hurt. That's where the line, when we make plans, you never have the time came from. At that time, I had a bit of a drinking problem, so I opened a beer and started writing this song. I was in a band at the time called Trespass. You can look up Trespass Rocks on YouTube. We practice on Thursdays and go to an open mic. She always goes there, and that night was no different. I played it for the first time to the public for the first time, uh, with her standing five feet from me. At the time, she didn't know it was about her, because we run in the same circles. She heard it again, and through conversation, it came out that it was about her. I've actually written two other songs about her that are on the album. Points if you can guess which ones. Though she hurts me other times too, we're still friends. I guess I'm just a fool. The chords are D major 7, G major... B minor and A major for the verse and D major 7, G major and A major for the chorus. 
Thanks, Declan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I've been stuck in a rut of writing really simple guitar chords for my songs. Listening to your show has given me ideas of how to structure my songs going forward. I'm also taking a course on the Udemy, Udemy, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, on guitar, and two on songwriting. That's awesome. Um, I really enjoy your show, and I'll be listening for a long time. Message me if you have any questions about Foolish or any of my other songs. All my music is available on all streaming services. Uh, so as, as an aside, do check out Aaron's music um, if you're listening to this and you enjoy what you hear. The name of the EP is Shaken, and my name is on all platforms as Aaron J. Milner. That's A-A-R-O-N-J dot M-I-L-L-N-E-R, or just Aaron Milner you can search for. I hope this finds you well. Thank you, Aaron J. Milner. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. That's an awesome email. and uh, It's mind-blowing to think that we have listeners in the US of A. I know, it's, it's crazy. And the fact that he's taken notes from the, song, uh, from, from the show and uh, it's helped him with structuring his own songs is really, like, kind of mind-blowing. We're not really used to that, so cheers, man. Well, it's kind of uh, interesting that you mentioned on that one, like, uh, been starting a route of writing simple chords and everything. We were literally just saying a few seconds ago, yeah. like... Um, you know, simple chords aren't a bad thing. And uh, have we played the song at this point? Uh, we're going to play it in just a sec, and then we'll have a, have a chat about it. But Okay. Yeah. In fact, should we uh, take a listen to it now? Yeah, sure thing. All right, cool. We'll be right back. So this is uh, Foolish by Aaron J. Milner. Hope you enjoy. time thinking about you am I waiting 
wasting my life and I hope you'll change your mind and am I foolish and are you foolish are we foolish Well, that's really cool. Thanks again, Aaron, for sending that in. What I quite like about that is, although it's simple chords, like there are definite, there is definite structure to each of those parts and everything. Like, uh, you know, using that. I start drinking. Like using the GNA to transition between that, and then like just using the chords in different sections. There are definitely parts to this song, which is quite nice. Definitely, the, the couple of things that really stood out to me um, upon listening to it were, first of all, it's really an open and expressive song. Um, from especially from reading your email, you could tell it came from a place of uh, writing in the moment, which is so cool. I actually think it's it's something I'd like to do more myself. Is actually write from a place where I am actually in. Uh, also, your voice is amazing. <laughs> you have such a strong voice. Yeah, we were kind of looking at each other, going, "That's a powerful voice, sir." Man, I was really hoping. Um, I, I understand this wasn't the um, the vision for the song, but I was so hoping for some drums to kick in at some point. It's got that lovely big, big sound, you know. Uh, and I think Declan, you were saying at some point that could be like, like a, a John Mayer type of solo, or just there. a big blues solo or something. Just yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a really powerful voice. I also, like the like texture of using an electric guitar as a acoustic one, isn't it? Essentially, it's something a bit different, which is quite nice. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like it's kind of like going through, had a guess, like a Fender reverb or something like that like something a fender like amp that, yeah. but anyway it's really cool it's cool that you've double tracked the guitars like that as well it kind of gives it this really broad sound with your strong vocal performance in the middle um yeah again thank you for sending in it's really cool to hear from you and hear your, hear your music man so um yeah yeah it's uh, quite nice to have people sending things in and like uh just you know thank you very much yeah Absolutely. Also, I say to Declan as well, it's cool to like have our podcast included in a list of like actual real music podcasts. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like we're just two idiots who don't know what we're doing. So yeah. it's kind of weird to be uh, in lists of things. So it's really cool to like to know that you listen to the show and it's actually helped you to like kind of structure your songs. So that's awesome. 
Um, so, yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Um, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, I'd like to send these guys a song, then you can at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you wrote the song in a week, you'll probably get precedence because we, we like it if you've written a song in a week as it's part of the challenge. But even we'll, if you haven't... We'll play anything. We'll play anything. As we're long not, as we like it. Yeah, we're not fussy. Yeah, exactly. Unless it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. You'll discourage the people. I actually can't imagine any of our loving listeners sucking. <laughs> <laughs> what a sentence. I think um, we might have the episode title. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, um, this is kind of a new segment for, for us. So I'm not quite sure how to wrap it up. But anyway, I think that's kind of there, the show, basically, there will, isn't it? There will be a dugger somewhere. Maybe... Yeah. So that's it for the Weekly Song Podcast this week. Uh, as Roger was just saying, if you'd uh, like to send in a song that you've written or you just want to get in contact, leave us messages, anything like that, email weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, why not leave us a like on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you find us um, or you know, leave a comment if you have something to say. Uh, where can they find you, Roger? You can find me on my band camp, which is rogerheathers.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Roger Heathers. You know, the little at before the Roger and the Heathers. Mm. Um, I've also got a Patreon now, uh, which uh, you can subscribe to and uh, uh, be a patron. I've also, by the time this comes out, I've got an album coming out in two weeks. <gasps> um, it's called Grim, and it's going to be out on Halloween. But if you want to actually get access to it earlier and support it um, by downloading it from my Bandcamp, it's going to be available a week before Halloween on my Bandcamp. So um, probably just after this episode comes out, check out Grimm on my Bandcamp. That's going to be cool. Declan plays on it as well. Only a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's actually like a few songs from the podcast as well. It's a few that aren't as well, but it's, um, you'll recognise some of the songs if you've been a long-time listener. It's just one of the nice things about Roger putting out material in like finished states and everything. It's nice to sort of see that the podcast isn't the end of... Uh, a lot of these songs that they do actually end up mutating and transforming into uh, other shapes for other work and everything which I feel is quite nice it's fun it's fun to like kind of go okay I think I've got a pretty cool song this week and then like over the next months you like add piano and bass and vocal harmonies and get friends to play on it it's it's good fun so uh, if that sounds like something that you would like to listen to then please do rogerheathers.com where can they find you Declan? you can find me on SoundCloud Declan Kitchener I'm pretty much the only one I think uh, and that's the only place you can find me. Cool. All right. Yeah, I'll always put um, links to this stuff down in the uh, description box on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, uh, thank you, Aaron, for emailing in. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I uh, hope this has been an enjoyable episode. Fingers crossed it has been. Uh, see you next week. Ta-da! See you next week. Drop. Is...